Mentioning uh, throughout the morning, uh, one of Australia's best and most prolific sporting authors is Ken Peace. 85 sporting books, but I think it's fair to say his uh, first and greatest love is cricket. And uh, 65 cricket books have been uh, penned by Ken. And his latest one has just been released, the ABC of Australian Cricket. I'm delighted to say he's on the line this morning. Morning, Ken. How are you? Uh, nice to speak to you, Paul, and especially you do, Andrew. We go back a long way. Good on you, mate. Lovely yeah, to Yeah, uh, long touch. way. A uh, long time ago, way back in the 80s there, Ken. I mean, you've always had an infatuation with cricket. I, uh, I read, uh, I remember our times. We had a yarn together, but I do remember, uh, reading uh, where your dad bought you a Wisden uh, early on uh, as a Christmas present and uh, anyone who's seen a Wisden will realise they're about a thousand pages and you took it upon yourself to memorise a Wisden. <laughs> that's, uh, that's infatuation with cricket of the highest level. I was only 10 years old at the time so dad's got a lot to account for but he'd take me to the he'd take me to the Melbourne Cricket Ground and to Hawthorne which is my footy team, the AFL team and so I was uh, his mate, and you know I, I adored him. He was my hero. But he took me to all these great big sporting events. I just loved it. And so here I am, more than uh, fifty years later, just really indulging in in the sports. I have to get a real job, especially with all those books that I've written. Gene, <laughs> when we when we heard you were on, I I was saying to Andrew this morning, I. Rem- I was trying to remember the first book I had of yours, and I went looking through home yesterday, and I can't remember the name of it now, even though I saw it yesterday. But it had Dennis Lilly on the front cover in perfect uh, uh, bowling action with, you know, the, how correct it was and, and the left hand sort of pointing at uh, 45 degrees. Yeah, yeah. And he had the the the, uh, the yellow and white headband on, so it was obviously later in his career. What was the title of that book? Yeah, so it's um, the, the Cricket Year Annual and so that's around about 1982. So that's about the time that Kerr and Cordes were dominating for Queensland <laughs> at the head of the order. <laughs> Long time back, but it did happen. So, uh, and, and that's something. And, you know, there's a story today about how um, there's going to be a golfing um, I, I, uh, version of a cricket I, IPL with all the best players signing to play 2020 exclusively. It's not going to happen. They're dreaming, all these guys. They might have a lot of money over um, in the Middle East and so on. But we we grew up wanting to play for Australia, wanting to play for Queensland, your case, Cordes, or, uh, mm. you know, um, me wanting to play for Victoria and Australia. And, and boys, they dream of being the, the next Pat Cummins, you know, the Australian Test Captaincy. It's the role in Australia, better than the Prime Minister, much better than the Prime Minister. So this is why cricket is so strong. It's why we love it so much and why I've penned this particular book. It's like a snappy and vibrant, lots of fun, and it takes in areas from all over, from the bush legends to the big smoke. Uh, and, and Scotty Boland, who's one of my mates, uh, I, I play down at, at Frankston um, in the premiers, and he took six for seven, of course, last Christmas test match. But when I first met him at uh, Frankston, going back 10 12 years ago, he was 18 stone. Oh, so really? He's in, an, he's in an amazing story in himself. Like a big fat kid suddenly got fit and suddenly started the bowl line and length in the avenue of apprehension and away he's gone, you know, to be, as, you know, one of Australia's current test heroes. 
Uh, tell me this, Ken, is the uh, the book, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's sort of snappy, as you say, with stories from bush uh, cricket uh, throughout, um, you know, right up to the modern day, Scott Boland starring at the MCG. I mean, did you have to do any research or is it just a, a compilation of your memories and all the stories you've uh, heard over the years? Uh, no, I've certainly done a lot of uh, extra research. Like we've got people like the midwife who delivered Don Bradman um, going back a long time in Cootamundra. Uh, even got the name of the horse, which would roll the MCG wicket in the 20s. And it did a bloody good job because Victoria twice made 1,000 runs in an innings, which are scores which have never been surpassed in first-class cricket. So there is a, a fair amount of um, memory, but I've done a lot of fresh interviews with, uh, like there's a, a bush legend down here called Henry Gunston in Victoria. He made 129 centuries, none in Melbourne, but all in the bush, including one on his wedding day. <laughs> and he had to get away by 2.30, he said, otherwise his missus, the bee, wouldn't have been happy with him. <laughs> See, these are the so great cricket stories, aren't they, Ken? Not everyone played uh, first-class cricket or, or made it to the Metropolitan Clubs, but there's obviously these bush legends around the country. Oh, yeah, no, exactly that. And at, I went to the, so sad, the Shane Warne Memorial um, such a, a celebration for one of the great Australians. Um, but his brother said to me, oh, you've got to put, you're doing another bookmaster, masterpiece. Um, David Beck, you've got to put his name in. I said, why is that? He said, well, he saves Shane from drowning when he was 12 or 13 years old. Uh, there's a, a pier at Black Rock just opposite the Warren family house. Shane was age 12, dived off and literally knocked himself out. Uh, diving off and there he was floating face down and this kid who was older in his early teens called Beck, uh, David came in, realised something was wrong and brought Shane to, to shore otherwise 30 seconds later we wouldn't have had the legend that was Shane Warne. So these sorts of really interesting, <laughs> you know, um, near, this is a near tragic occurrence of, of course but I, I, I love the uh, stories behind the stories, not just the stats but uh, how the player particularly got there. And with cricketers, everybody's got a story to be able to tell. It doesn't matter if you've played um, uh, just at, at minor junior level. Um, if you're a cricketer, I want to talk to you. It's a lot of fun. Ken, uh, just uh, thinking about that story, you said you uh, did some research on the midwife who delivered Don Bradman. Did she sort of live long enough to realise the significance of that particular uh, baby she delivered? Yeah, her name was Granny Schultz, and uh, she was uh, interviewed, might have been in the late 30s. Oh, I always thought Don was going to be a good... He was a lovely little boy, so she knew him <laughs> all those years ago growing up. And, and, and Don was 12, and uh, he, he met Jessie. Jessie was actually boarding at the Bradman House in Barrel, and Don would carry her school books across to the Barrel um, public school across what is now uh, Barrel Oval um, where, you know, they've got the Bradman Museum and mm. uh, the International Hall of Fame. So he, he was a good little boy. He was just a star sportsman. Tennis, cricket, whatever he took up, he just loved and he excelled at. Ken, we had some, some characters play test cricket for Australia, uh, sort of the, the Keith Millers and then we had Doug Walters and Jeff Thompson, those sorts of lads. Do, do we have those characters anymore? Oh, it, it's it's more difficult, isn't it? Like I was thinking of Ross Duncan, who was a Rockhampton mm. boy, played just one test match, and he actually um, bowled in women's bloomers, silky bloomers, because to stop the chafing, because he would always be bowling into the wind. Uh, Piccolo Pete, Peter Allen, yep. he'll be listening today. Peter would come down wind there at, at the Gabba, 
and Ross would always have to bowl up, uh, upwind. So his hitter was bloody hard work. But he, in his only test match, he broke down the night before. But he thought, it's taken me 10 years to get to this test match. So why? I, I can't pull out now. And he just hoped to get through it. But he ended up bowling 12 or 13 pretty insipid overs. But, yeah, I've got Keith Miller in. He, he was the uh, lad who, of course, uh, dated uh, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth's sister, Margaret, Princess Margaret. <laughs> he was a great, great character. And I'd, I'd go down and visit him. He was 84 years, years old, uh, living just locally to where I live down here, south of Frankston. And he was such a character, telling me yarn after yarn. And he was a star footballer and cricketer, and they dropped him from the Australian touring team once. And I said, it, it might have had something to do with that bouncer that you bowled at Don Bradman. You remember that Don was a selector at the time? Oh, yes, he can. <laughs> I remember that. And uh, he was on Michael, or Michael Parkinson was on an Uprope, um, an Andrew Denton show. And uh, he said, guess what, Kenny, rang up all excited. And I got 83 years old. Guess what? Parky was talking about all the actors, the actresses, the really important people uh, in the world. Guess who he said was his all-time hero? I've got no idea, Nugget. Me, he said. Me, little old Nugget. So, lo- lovely men. There's great people in cricket, and I would love writing about them. And, Ken, uh, just as a matter of interest with uh, Scott Boland riding the forward, I mean, he had that incredible summer last summer, and then they went to Pakistan, and uh, with the wickets, he, he couldn't get a game. Where do you see him sort of uh, in the future of Australian uh, test team? Well, right now he's the fifth paceman behind Stark Hazelwood and the captain Cummins, of course. They love Jai Richardson. He's got mm. that little sprinting stall gift approach to the wicket, and he's very, very impressive, and he's young. Mm. You know, he's uh, 24, 25. He's got a, a red-hot chance of being able to go on the next tour. But with reverse swing in India, Scott would have a chance of being able to get there in February. He might not mm. play an Australian soil test match upcoming, against the West Indies or in the next test matches after that against South Africa. But a big chance in February. Uh, I'd like to think so too because Mm. at the moment he's taken 18 wickets, an average of less than 10 (laughs) in his only three test matches. It's not bad. (laughs) Ken, where, where can our listeners get the ABC of Australian cricket from? It should be available at all good and bad bookshops, but in particular on the website cricketbooks.com. I'm reading a little bit about you. You you grew up in Melbourne, as you said, and the local library was at Parkdale. And back when you were a young man, they had 18 cricket books on the shelf. You (laughs) borrowed all 18 and you went to woodwork at school, built your own bookshelf and imagined all those 18 could fill your bookshelves and be yours. So here we are in 2022. How many cricket books do you own now? I'm in a big library right now, so it must be a couple of thousand, if not three or four thousand. Sure. Uh, but again, I, I, I blame my dad at that library. Dad said, would you like to borrow anything else on any other subject? No, thanks, Dad. I'm pretty happy <laughs> with what I've got. <laughs> uh, Ken, you, you've done really well. You've had a great career. Can't wait to read this new book in its entirety. Really appreciate your time this morning. We'll catch up again soon. All the very brief. Thanks so much, boys. Thank you.